0: Feel Good Hit of the Summer by Queens of the Stone Age. Chris, I just want to say it's not necessary for you to slam dance in the studio and break stuff while that song's playing. And besides that, it's your house, too.
1: I still get pretty excited when uh, drugs come up in conversation. (laughs) Uh, So, starting uh, Best Frenemies, episode three.
0: A very special Best Frenemies.
1: I am Christopher Long.
0: And I am Johnny Castana.
1: And once again, Nick the Tooth could not make it. He is working on his one-man off-Broadway show.
0: Tooth or dare.
1: (laughs) So we're going to keep trying to get Nick on our podcast. One of these days, uh, it will happen. So this episode, um, when Johnny and I became acquainted with each other, I don't even know how it came up. But we were doing jiu
0: And someone had already told, they found out you were sober. And they're all, do you know Johnny? He's sober too. Oh, that's,
1: yeah, you're right. And so we started talking and we were both, in the 90s, um, heavyweight champs of uh, taking chemicals and alcohol.
0: Yeah, I was very sweaty in the 90s. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because I'd love me
1: some drugs. Yes. And we, so how long have you been sober now?
0: I got, I am 12 years. I got sober four
1: fifteen All right. I'm sober November 22nd, 2002. I'm coming up on 15 years. Wow. So at that point, I think I'm cured. <laughs> In 15 years, I was told you were cured.
0: Do you get to drink on weekends now? I think
1: that is the rule. Nice. Uh, And I might be able to supplement some pills. Uh, I don't know. So Johnny, needless to say, uh, sobriety, pretty important to Johnny and myself. So we thought we would, uh, on this episode, talk about how it was, what we did. Um, Because Johnny has not heard my story. um, And I think he's going to be impressed. Because I was a dirtbag. (laughs) So anyway, Johnny, tell me. What did you do?
0: Okay, so, um, well, born and raised on the mean streets of uh, Newport Beach. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Basically, dude, in my twenties, I uh, basically went out drinking every night, I, or at least drank every night, and um, I loved uh, I loved cocaine because it helped me drink more and uh to stay stay up with everyone else and uh 20s it was you know it's pretty standard most of my friends did too and uh and this I...
1: was when you were a gay escort right
0: <laughs> <laughs> no chris oh sorry sorry um but uh yeah you know i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't have if you would ask me back then if I had a problem, no. But if you, needed, if you needed to score some coke on a Tuesday night, you probably would call me. And if I was going to do that on a Tuesday night, um, you're going to give me some because I'm not going to just do it for no reason. And uh, So that, you
1: facilitated other people scoring drugs?
0: Yeah, if they called me, you know
1: but you weren't a drug dealer.
0: I was not a drug dealer, no.
1: You were just like, uh, on a Tuesday night, Johnny knows where to pick up a little Bindi.
0: Yes, okay. exactly. Gotcha. Now, towards the end, um, my favorite combination was cocaine and Merlot. Uh, that Whoa. That was the perfect yin and yang for me.
1: You know... Johnny, I consider you one of my good friends. Um, The malo part is a little troubling to me. I'm going to be honest.
0: Oh, like you never got drunk and used your bed sheet as a cape and wrote sad poetry.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Why do you think I got sober?
0: So so basically, let me just tell you. I'm going to tell you what, like, in the end, what happened. And that was, I was on a good two-day run. There was a guy... um, There was a guy Joe at my house, and we were doing coke. We no, we were doing meth, like it was cocaine. Well, meth,
1: you do get more bang for your buck with meth.
0: Yeah, and every time I ever did meth, I was like, "Why don't I just do this?" And then, you know, twelve hours later, as I am doing bedsheet karate, I'm like, "That's why I don't do this."
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? So, in the drug world. The lowest rung of the ladder are tweakers, people who use meth. They're the worst.
0: Yeah. And the shadiest and the,
1: yeah. There's a joke that.
0: There is a hierarchy. (laughs) Oh,
1: for sure. Tweakers are at the bottom. And there's a joke that tweakers are the kind of people that will steal money from you, but spend the next two hours helping you look for it. Yes. And that really sums up a tweaker. But anyway, go ahead.
0: And cocaine uh, are the kind of people that want to start a business with you at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so, uh, so yeah, this guy Joe was at my house. And you know what? I'm not even changing his name because he uh, totally narked me off. So yeah, Joe. Um, we had been partying for a couple of days and then I finally was just like, hey, I, I got to go to work. You got to leave the house. And what he ended up doing was going to the chick that cuts my hair. He went to her salon in the middle of the day with that, you know, no, two days, no sleep. And he walked in and she said, you look like shit. And he said, if you think I look bad, you should see how Johnny looks right now. And totally ratted me out.
1: Dude, bro code. Yeah. Ruined.
0: Yeah. And then she proceeded to tell my brother, who... (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's hold it on a side note he is one of our biggest fans
0: yes, and uh who's never even smoked a cigarette in his life like he's he's you know he's very athletic he's he's uh so he told my mom and oh no, the mom and the uh sting operation began with Johnny. I was invited over to dinner free dinner at my brother 's house with free my mom <laughs> with my mom there. <laughs> And uh, you know we're eating, and all of a sudden she's like, hey, so um, Johnny, I, I hear that um, people are saying you're, you're doing drugs now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's absolutely not true. And she's like, well, if, uh, if we gave you a drug test, how do you think you'd do? And I'm like, T- I would pass with flying colors, obviously. I just told you I'm not on drugs. And she proceeded to pull the drug test out of her purse. And I looked at that and said, except for that test, <laughs> I didn't study. There's there's no need to take that. Cause that probably cost you like 40 bucks. So I ended up bolting out of the house.
1: Like you just ran.
0: I did. Yeah. I, I bolted out of the house and drove away. And you know, that was, was a
1: smart move. I'm going to say,
0: yeah, when in doubt, just flee. And then, um, and then, and then a couple hours later, you know, my brother called me and he was like, Hey, look, we're not mad at you. We just love you. And we're worried about you. And, uh. And I didn't want to hear it. And then like a couple days later, you know, I was, I was pretty done anyways at that point. The jig was up. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. And so I did what every uh, heavily tattooed person does in Orange County. And that was I cried and called my mom. And, <laughs> and, uh, and said, you know what, I think I'm going to take you up on it. And, uh, and uh, ended up going to rehab at Hogue Hospital into the uh, outpatient program
1: oh dude outpatient
0: <laughs> and uh
1: that is not a recipe for success yeah, i'm gonna say but it works for you so whatever you know
0: what else is not a recipe for success i think for the first six months of of going to outpatient i would after class i would go to the little night and shoot pool because i was like my bar and i needed to prove to everyone how good i was doing <laughs> <laughs> by by not drinking or doing drugs i was drinking rock stars and shooting pool at At the bar for you know till like one in the morning
1: and you were better than them oh totally
0: yes totally
1: um all right well oh is that it was that was that your story yeah let's was that it i gotta say real quick um after hearing your story you're a high bottom drunk
0: (laughs) 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 even with meth in it
1: ah dude please please okay so here's my story I always knew I wanted to be a writer. Uh, so all my heroes were drunks. Ernest Hemingway, Fitzgerald, all of them. So, growing up in the mean streets of Logan, Utah. <laughs> so
0: in, We sound so white on this podcast. Oh, I
1: So, in Utah, in Logan, at the time, late 80s, early 90s, you either went to church or you were partying. So, I was partying. The first time I got really drunk really drunk like the good drunk or you're hearing angels singing i got arrested and that pretty much set up, amateur dude i know that really set up my drinking career um were you
0: yelling hey everybody look at how drunk i am or how did you get arrested
1: no dude it was the worst i was with <laughs> a friend in his little car in a gravel pit up on a hill visible to everyone in freaking cash valley no wonder the freaking cops (laughs) came uh anyway so but on a side note when my mom came to pick me up at the cop shop she was laughing because when the cop was taking my name i was slurring so badly he thought my name was chris (laughs) slong Which would actually be my porn name if I ever got into porn. Chris Slong. Slong, yes. Um, so anyway, bench drinker. Graduated early from high school because I didn't take seminary. Just drink. I mean, I was.
0: That is uh, classes for.
1: Uh, Mormons to learn about Jesus during school hours.
0: Yeah, they get credit for that. Just for everyone that doesn't live in Utah. I I I did time in. Reform school, in Utah, 15 to 16, so.
1: The Donnie and Marie Osmond School for Troubled Teens? It was,
0: yeah, the, <laughs> the heritage schools in Provo, Utah.
1: Close enough. <laughs> so, for the next, I don't know, 10 years, just a drunk, you know, just drank a lot, worked at a bar during
0: college. You liked to party?
1: Oh, dude, I liked to party. And, I mean, it was like the one job working at a bar that you could drink on the job, and it was totally acceptable.
0: Uh, Yeah, I worked for Black Flies, sunglasses. (laughs) So don't need to... I I think our ad campaign was all strippers in the 90s, so... Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: I got tired of waking up and asking Jamie, like, what did I do last night? Did I do anything stupid? So I knew I needed to quit drinking. So I quit drinking, but I realized I didn't want to get sober, so I started taking pills. And it was totally cool for maybe like a year.
0: Because those come from doctors. So
1: that's that's totally safe. And I realized (laughs) that I liked taking pills more than I liked drinking. Chris liked to ride the snake. Oh, dude. (laughs) So I developed quite the pill habit. And that's fine when you have money. But when you start running out of money and you're putting it on your credit cards, because luckily I had a drug dealer that took plastic. Ooh. Yeah, but I had to open up different credit cards uh, to hide them from my wife. <laughs> and she wondered why my credit rating was going <laughs> down the tank. Anyway. Uh, which,
0: which pill was the, the magic?
1: Well, to be total. Well, I mean, I would do anything. Um,
0: we were both kind of garbage disposals. But... Yes.
1: Uh, Vicodin. Uh, Valium, Xanax, Lortab, Loracet. Uh, every once in a while, I hooked up with a guy who sold me his morphine pills because he had Oof. cancer, so I took that. Oh. But, no, 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 no. So this is the deal. I used to cruise, at the time I lived in Long Beach, California, I used to cruise convalescent homes to buy pills from patients in convalescent homes. So, I used to call them my wheelchair posse, and I had <laughs> at the time a Mercury Capri, which is like the poor man's Miata. Like, essentially, I mean, it was a four-seater, but it was essentially a two-seater. I would run by the convalescent home, fold up their wheelchairs, put them in my shoebox sized trunk, drive like two of them to the dirty doctor, have them, they would get a prescription for Vicodin and Valium, go to the pharmacy, drop them off, <clears throat> pay for them to pick up their prescriptions, give them a little extra money and drop them off at the convalescent home. So I did this. I mean, it was a great system. I did this for like 2 years, but there was one time I'm and I kept all of this hidden
0: from my wife. Well, did you have an in on at convalescent homes or did you just
1: No, I start yeah, I started out. So a guy named Jimmy <laughs> who I met, but then I started meeting his friends. His other friends wanted to get involved on supplement their income. So, yes, I had an in there. It's Skylight Convalescent Hospital, which has since been torn down. I think I was the main source. No
0: no thanks to you. (laughs) the
1: main source of revenue. Uh, But there's one time I'm driving down um, Atlantic Avenue in Long Beach, and we pass St. Mary's Hospital, and there's a pharmacy right across the street, which was the one that I would frequent with my wheelchair posse. Jamie is in the car, the tops down. And there were like five guys in wheelchairs sitting out front of the pharmacy. And as we drove by, they're all like, Hey
0: Chris. Oh my God.
1: And Jamie <laughs> was like, did those guys just call your name? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> totally almost busted me. So See, I s- started doing pills, but pills were expensive. I mean, they would cost like two bucks a pill. Like, I mean, i was like barely making money. Um, so I decided I had to quit pills. So I first quit alcohol. Then I knew I had to quit pills, but I would get so lethargic that I was like, dude, I just got to get something to get me through the day. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do cocaine.
0: Yeah. Now we're talking. So
1: (laughs) I had not done or seen cocaine until I was like 27. So I was like, screw it. There was a guy that came to the bar that was well known for selling blow he hooked me up and i'll be honest dude i did a lot of cocaine i don't think i really like cocaine like it was one of those things it never worked how i thought it should work so i, I did cocaine for a while
0: doing it wrong
1: <laughs> <laughs> i went through a co- a cocaine phase then i decided to get more bang for my buck oh, that i should do some meth. So, I went through a little
0: meth phase. Hey, don't meth with it. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> uh
1: Dude, but then I didn't stop there. I went through a ketamine phase. Special K? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes.
0: I didn't know you were a raver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I just took a horse tranquilizer. I had to go explore the K hole. Uh. I did, went through a GHB phase, which for some people who don't know, that's the date rape drug. So like me and Bill Cosby.
0: So you would just date rape yourself? Is yes. what you're telling me. Nice. Oh,
1: dude, And when, it, when I first started doing it, dude, it was awesome. It was like drinking, you drink a little cap full, like a water bottle cap size full. And it was like drinking eight beers.
0: Yeah. Well, no. And I remember like when Club Rubber was really good. Uh, I remember seeing giant like bodybuilder yes. looking dudes like- Passing out on the floor and doing the fish and you know, I'd always be like what happened to that guy? They're like, oh he had GHB. You can't drink and have GHB and I love drinking so much That that's the one thing that I just stayed the hell away from
1: so I had to drink at that point I was telling my wife that I was sober So I couldn't take anything that she could smell on me. So drinking was out of the equation unless she was traveling so at the time, she, or she's in the clothing industry, and so she would go to China all the time. And that's when it was, like, game on. So it was, like, everything. So, yes, at the time of my GHB phase, if she left town, I would drink in a blackout. <laughs> I mean, blackout. But luckily, I was at home in the apartment by myself. So what's the worst that could happen? Right. Yes. So, you know, I did GHB. um, Circling back, I mean, but always pills were there, and then I went to, like, a seven-day detox, and so I got (laughs) kind of cleaned up for a minute, and it was at this time that I got a job at Quicksilver they started an entertainment division. And so I went around the country with one of their surfers and his best friends. And I was doing a documentary on him and it turned into like the Blair Chris project (laughs) because I got the job because Danny Kwok who was heading up the entertainment division thought I was sober. He knew my wife, he liked my wife and he was giving me a shot. Oh dude. And it was like, fucking game on I mean I made these guys go through the ghetto in Chicago to score drugs like it was Were I mean, you
0: filming this the whole time
1: yes but
0: and you thought Quicksilver what, was gonna show this put this in, well, in between the hottest skateboard and surfing clips? well
1: <laughs> so I wasn't really filming me doing this shit this was happening behind the camera
0: can I see a rough edit of this no
1: <laughs> actually I do I have a two minute trailer and to this day I'm actually proud of the trailer, it's just unfortunate that the asshole everyone is talking about is me. Uh, so in San Antonio, they kicked me out of the van and sent me home because I was just, I mean, dude, I was drinking like 30 beers a day.
0: You were that offensive that you were asked to leave Dude, the they van.
1: kicked me out and sent me back. And Danny was like, all right, cut like a two-minute trailer. Let's see what we can do. And it was good. And like everyone at Quicksilver watched it and they were kind of like, what the
0: fuck are we gonna do with this? Like was it like was it like the guy drops in on the wave cut back, Sweaty Chris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Skateboarder grinds the rail, back, Sweaty Chris. <laughs> dude, these guys
1: were fucking bombed. Like they I don't think they'd ever seen a pro. Like we're just like, this guy is at it. I was like doing freaking lines in the back of the van. Oh. Dude, it was horrible. <laughs> so I love it. So I got fired promptly but it was good because you can't um, fire me I quit (laughs) (laughs) for the two months that I was still on the payroll um I was in rehab okay but during this time they were like setting up meetings at like Warner Brothers and like so I'm going up there just like don't even know what's up what's down I mean I was a fucking train wreck and I'm trying to like pitch this project and it's was a nightmare but anyway i need to show you and we were getting ready for this podcast i'm going to send you that trailer um i can't wait yeah (laughs) uh, because it is essentially what i'm going to do with that trailer is when my son probably in the next couple years when we have the drug talk with him i'm just going to show him the trailer and be like (laughs) mic drop don't do drugs um so that yeah i mean dirtbag drug addicts so so uh
0: what was your son born yet when you got sober?
1: He was born... I had three years of sobriety when my son was born. So my son has okay. never seen me loaded. Well, okay, I just had back surgery. So I guess maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did see me. But yes, he's never seen me drunk or...
0: Yeah, I myself... Um, I was almost two years sober when I met my wife. and uh, And yeah, my... My, I was about four years uh, sober when when Donovan was born, so I, too, was lucky enough to, uh, you know, kids never saw me loaded at all. It was like a whole nother lifetime, and that was, I think, one of the main reasons why everything got really good for me right off the bat when I knocked all that crap out of my life, so I didn't have... I didn't have the need to like relapse again or anything. Did you ever, did you ever relapse again when you got sober?
1: No. So we're like,
0: we got really lucky and that's,
1: that's. That's not common. And I think the reason why I never relapse is because it's still the memory of what a fucking miserable piece of shit I was is still really um, present in my mind that it's like, I never want to go back there.
0: Yeah, well, me too. I didn't want to have to redo the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Hey, hey, anonymity, anonymity. It's way too much work, dude. And I'm, I'm really lazy, and I'm like, oh god, if I if I relapse, I'll have to do this all over again. So hey, just so the laziness,
1: one, the one story. So when I got clean, I had to go back to my parents and like try to make it right. <laughs> And so I decided, I did my mental calculations and, um, I figured I owed them about like $4,000 or something. So I call them up and I'm like, Hey mom, and, you know, I'm calling. I, I need to make amends with you. And my mom's on the phone. And she's like, hold on a sec, Jim, Jim, Chris is making amends. Pick up the other line. So my dad picks up the phone. And I'm like, um, so I figure I owe you guys about, um, four thousand dollars
0: did they just start laughing at that point no they
1: did they started laughing (laughs) and i was like uh okay five thousand dollars they just kept laughing (laughs) so my parents are shrewd negotiators so by the end of the call i think we figured or they stopped about twenty one thousand dollars that they figured that i owed them from like while i was using borrowing money and whatnot and I was like, uh, okay, so, I mean, we can set up like a payment plan or something. And they were like, Chris, it's okay. We're just glad you're clean. I'm like, whatever you guys want to do, this <laughs> is all about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's... Uh,
0: Dude, our poor parents. Like, my mom and I used to have an uncomfortable uh, check-in call where I would, she would say hello, and I would say... I'm alive. And then we'd laugh, but it was like an uncomfortable laugh because if I didn't do that, you know, she'd start. How long did about, you have
1: to do that for? I,
0: you know what? I just did one the other day. I just told <laughs> my mom, like, I go, I go, I'm alive. And she started laughing because, uh, yeah, I, that was a legit call I used to do. That and I, I'm out of money. Can you give me some money?
1: You know what? <laughs> it is so, so when I was in it, I never, it was always like, why are they on my back? Why are they, you know, I'm not hurting anyone but me. Like, I understand. Just leave me alone. It's such a selfish disease. And then in sobriety, I've seen parents and siblings dealing with a family member who's in the grips of their disease. And you see the pain and the worry um, you know, financial, you know, obligations. Dude, it's
0: mass destruction and it's hurting everyone more than the person doing it.
1: Absolutely. And you I did not see that until I was sober and Mm. it was like, Oh my God, I feel so badly (laughs) for my wife. I feel I mean, man, back in the day, my wife would tell me stories of me being so fucked up in bed asleep, her putting a mirror
0: to see if you're breathing. If I was
1: breathing. (laughs) And there were Man, and I remember this vividly. I mean, it didn't get me to quit at the time, but she was like, sometimes I just wish you would die of an OD just to release me from this pain. Ouch. And, yeah, <laughs> dude, and I remember, he, I mean, it was like, oh shit, if I wasn't so high, that would probably hurt me more <laughs> than it just did.
0: You're lucky I can't feel <laughs> You're lucky I'm so sedated right now, I'd be very mad.
1: <laughs> I can't feel my toes right now, so I'm going to let that one go. Uh, Yeah, so anyway... So there was an immediate camaraderie between Johnny and myself uh, because I think it's one of those things.
0: Sick attracts sick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) True. Uh, But also knowing it's like shorthand for I know who that guy is. Like I know how you think. And we're both. Incredibly fucked up. Stop hitting the mic. Sorry. All right, I know you're emotional right now, so please stop. <laughs> stop hitting the microphone. Uh, so yeah. So besides jujitsu, and then being a world class drug addict and alcoholic, um,
0: you know, yeah. Then the whole movie and music nerds, and nerd shit.
1: You're you're kind of like a, a long lost um, running buddy, I think. I mean, maybe that's the one thing. Like, oh, in
0: the Utah.
1: Uh, oh yeah, in Utah. So I know
0: how to say Spanish Fark. <laughs> I kn- I know how to be uh I know for our Utah friends listening. You know, I I used to slough school a lot.
1: Slough? <laughs> Did you go digging and and drink root beer? <laughs> uh, they knew any-
0: they knew I was from California because I would say M&M. They'd have me say Eminem all the time. Apparently, that sounds like something different than what you all say.
1: Dude, you must have like or
0: Coke. I went to, I, well, I actually went to, uh, Orem High School. Go Tigers. Ah. Four year. What,
1: what winks and fucks like a tiger? (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. one. thank you, thank you. (laughs) All right, well, I guess that's pretty much all my drunk Yeah.
0: Oh, you know what? Speaking of rehab, um, we got a call the other day. From Sebastian.
1: Oh, how's he doing?
0: He's doing good. I. Uh, why don't we just play him the phone call?
1: Okay, I might have deleted the message. <laughs> Can you get it? Do you have it? Do you have the phone call?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so I'm just gonna pause this and let's hear. Let's hear uh, from Sebastian. Okay. okay. So we have fetched. The message and here it is.
2: Hey guys, it's Sebastian. I guess the secret's out that I'm in rehab. Scandal of 2017. Anyways, um, now that I've come out of the funk of my Mike and I's dollars, i would love loaded with sugar.
0: <laughs> they are.
2: I'm in a new happy place. Um, I. Come to terms with not having a father, so they want me to call you guys and fucking dad jokes.
0: Oh, dad jokes.
2: So here we go. Um, why don't crabs donate to charity? Because they're shellfish. Dad <laughs> joke.
0: Boo.
2: <laughs> um. Why did the peanut go to the hospital? Because he was ass- assaulted. Dad joke.
0: Does he know you're not supposed to say dad joke? Any I
2: would love for you guys to meet my girlfriend Lisa. Girlfriend a stripper lives in H D and I'm her daddy. That's right. I've been killing the JJ. I've been smashing <laughs> pussy. Whoa. So we get out, let's go to some strip clubs, look at some tips. Alright, well, can we see you guys to start working for you again, Johnny. Thanks a lot. Yeah.
0: All right, that was Sebastian. Well, let's uh, good luck to Sebastian and a speedy recovery. I did not know he had a girlfriend, I can't wait for him to come in and talk about that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'm calling bullshit on that one. Um, but hey, you know, whatever you go through changes in rehab, man.
0: <laughs> I've seen Stranger Things, so wow, that's amazing.
1: Well, I hope everyone enjoyed our very special episode of Best Friend this is like our after school
0: special it's, best friend of me it's like our family ties episode
1: oh yeah well, hold on. when alex was addicted to like caffeine pills
0: that was awesome oh
1: dude he hit bottom quick <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone thank you very much
0: thank you and uh next week we are um bringing in a surfing expert and we are going to be uh going over the movie north shore for the summertime
1: Probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen.
0: Chris is from Utah, and he really does think it's a documentary. So stay tuned.
1: Okay, so Johnny, we kind of have our area of expertise with uh, nerd stuff. Uh, You know, Johnny's really big into music and movies, and I kind of got the comic books and novels down, but we really want to be well-rounded. So one area of nerddom that we don't know a lot about is Pokemon.
0: Oh, hey, Chris, real quick. Oh, that reminds me. Do you uh, like Dragon Balls?
1: (laughs) Yes, Johnny. I love Dragon
0: Balls. (laughs) Do you like Dragon Balls across your chin? (laughs) (laughs) Boom.
1: Nailed it. I watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) Of course I do.
0: Okay, moving forward.
1: So we brought in a Pokemon Master Master who just happens to be my son, Jackson, James Long. Jackson, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine. Mm.
1: <laughs> all right, so Jackson, <clears throat> I have a quick question. Can we all agree here that Pikachu is the best Pokemon ever?
0: Oh, for sure, because he's got the lightning bolt tail. He's black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs>
3: Now, P- Pikachu is like one of the worst Pokémon. It's like it's like one of the like begin game Pokémon you could get, so it's not that good. It's like really terrible.
1: So, if that's true, <laughs> why do you have Pikachu underwear?
3: Cuz they are comfortable.
0: Cuz ladies dig Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Okay,
1: that's the answer. Hey. So, my other question about Pokemon. Well, first of all, why don't you tell us what is a Pokemon?
0: Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to assume, too, that Pokemon is from the Jamaican Islands because of it's Pokemon, right? Because my son looked at me like he was going to kill me when I said Pokemon. You know.
3: Yeah, it's totally Jamaican. But... <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Pokemon are these creatures that you could train up, battle, trade with, and, like, de- capture, and, like, they're...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Johnny, dude. Are you kidding me right now? You did not silence your phone.
0: I was catching Pokemon <laughs> on, uh, po- Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. All right. Research. Research. Well Moving forward Go <laughs>
3: Let's just delete that I didn't bleh.
1: Okay so no we're not going to delete it We're moving forward Johnny oh, and I no. revel in our mistakes So hold on let me ask a question How stupid are Pokemon Because the reason being Pokemon are captured by Pokey trainers correct?
0: Yes that, Hey that trainer is That's a young uh, Mario from Super Mario Brothers Am I correct in that? No. This not so, like Mario without a mustache to me.
1: So, Pokemon cannot function. They cannot attack without the Poke-Trainer saying, Hey, do the lightning bolt from your butt move.
3: They actually can attack without trainers telling them because when they're wild and you're battling them to try yeah. to weaken them and capture them, they use the attacks on their own. So, they don't need a trainer, but if you the pokemon has a trainer they could like level them up and get stronger and lear- and learn like more powerful moves and stuff
1: okay so i probably should have done more research for this segment um so that's my bad
0: yeah i'm blown away right now
1: yeah <laughs> so okay there is pokemon video games yeah. Yeah. there's pokemon card games and there's pokemon go what is your favorite
3: the mainstream pokemon games that's the best it's the only thing that like really matters. like the Pokemon cards, they're weird, the anime, it's dumb and like only the Pokemon goes fun, but like the main series games are like the best part.
1: Okay, so real quick, what I took away from this, the thousands of dollars that I have personally spent on your Pokemon <laughs> cards was for nothing.
0: I, I'm hearing video well,
3: games. Well, it was. They're like still like fun to collect and stuff, but like the the video games are the best.
1: So the real question I have is: when you're in high school and you decide to sell your Pokemon cards for pot and beer, <laughs> how much do you think you can get?
3: I, I'm not gonna do that.
1: Price that up. is the correct <laughs> answer. Okay. So what would you like to tell us about Pokemon?
3: Okay. The history of Pokemon.
1: Okay, that's all the time we have. (laughs) Jackson, thanks for coming out. Uh... We think... I think we got a good education, Johnny. What do you think? Yeah, why don't
0: you, uh, Pokemon, go to the park and do some exercise? All right, and we're out.
4: When I come home from work, I'm fiending for an eight ball. I got crack on my mind. I'm hearing cocaine call, telling me to beep the dealer to deliver me stuff. Keep it a secret from my wife, because she thinks I don't use drugs. There I was, bleeding from my nose. And damn, I couldn't breathe, but I'm still thinking about the next gram. It's Friday night. I'm not trying to leave my crib, dude. I kill myself while the dealer's eating Japanese food. I ain't got no pride while buying the shit I'm lying to myself, telling the runner I'm trying to quit It's all make-believe, I'll pretend that I'm true And when you give me credit, I'll dodge you every chance that I get to Even if it's good, I'll sniff it up in a minute beat you back and complain that you put too much cut in it If you fall for that, and bring me a new sack I'll be making more crazy faces than Jim Carrey on crack Cause yo, I'm ripped, I owe you loot Plus I know you, I deserve to be murdered But the coke is dope. For you, I got nerve. Can you put them pills on my bill? Yo, I'll tell you, we're friends, and yo, we don't even chill. I need drugs. You know who did it, I need drugs I'll snort the drugs off the back of my hands All I need is a hit of it and I'll create a new band Protect yourself baby, cover yourself up My body swings all over once my seizure erupts into a frenzy On the phone I got 30 cents But when we meet face to face, I got $10 less Made up my mind, I'm quitting, I'm swearing in tears I'm not gonna get hot, I'll only drink beers Can't sit and wait for my dealer to come provide it Got a party to go to and I'm the only one invited I'll search a whole house for that damn white man